When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie. I'm your host. Sorry, restarting computer. Don't restart the computer. What are you doing? Let's install that in an hour. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Bodie. Hello, everyone. My name is Bodie. Welcome to Kilowatt. I am your host. And today is Tuesday, which is not the anniversary, the one year anniversary of Kilowatt. And it's not the day I wanted to record. Um, I got sick on Saturday. Still sick on Sunday. Uh, Monday was a very busy day, and in the evening time, guess what? Uh, I thought I was doing okay, but around 9.30, I just, like, hit my wall. Uh, I've got, this morning, I've got lots of cold medicine on board, and um, finally my nose is starting to clear up a little bit, so I don't I don't sound like this so much. Um, so I apologize for missing Saturday. I'm going to put on my tombstone the best... What is it? The best laid schemes of mice and men will always go awry. I think that's what it is, that Robert Burns poem. Anyway, I'm not going to look it up here. Um, I think it's often go awry. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, it's one year anniversary of Kilowatt, getting all this stuff ready. Uh, Tesla had their Q2 2017 earnings results. And we're not going to go through the results like I normally do because uh, I think I picked a lot of the stories uh, to talk about this week uh, from other, like, electric and stuff had covered it. So I listened to it. I can add a little bit of color, hopefully, which is something they say in the earnings reports. Can you, Elon, can you add a little color on this? Uh, which I think is really annoying. Anyway, um... But I listened to it. It was actually really interesting. It was a, it was a good one to listen to. I would highly suggest going to ir.tesla.com if you want to listen to it. Uh, you just got to put in some personal information and some blood and a uh, hair sample. And then they let you listen. It's quite the process. Um, but before we go too far into it, Elon had a little message. So I want to play the message for you guys. Uh, to kind of set the tone for the podcast. Let's see how. Let me pull up Chrome. Where is Chrome? Did I do it? Oh, I did it in Opera. Okay, one second. Here we go. Let's listen to Elon. Elon? So, first of all, I want to say that um, Friday night was an amazing time for Tesla. It's the, uh, one of the most important days 
history of the company. It's something we've been striving for for 14 years. Uh, it's uh, the car that we've, the Model 3, handing over the 30 production model to Model 3 is with, with a just incre incredible milestone in the company's history. We wanted to make a, an, 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 a great affordable electric car, which is a fundamental thing that is missing. Uh, we wanted to make that from day one. And if we, if, we, if we could only have done it sooner, we would have. Um, and um, I'm glad that this day has come. What we have ahead of us, of course, is uh, an incredibly difficult production ramp. Uh, nonetheless, I think we've got a great team. And I'm very, very confident that we will be able to reach a production rate of uh, 10,000 vehicles per week uh, towards the end of next year. Um, and we, we remain, uh, we believe, on track to achieve a 5,000-unit week by the end of this year. Um, so I would certainly urge people to not get too caught up in what exactly falls within the exact calendar boundaries of, of uh, a quarter or one quarter of the next, uh, because when you, when you have an exponentially growing production ramp, slight changes of a few weeks here or there can appear to have dramatic changes but that is simply because of the arbitrary uh, nature of the, uh, of the, the when a quarter ends. So, um, but what people should ha absolutely have zero concern about, and zero, is that Tesla will achieve a 10,000 unit production week by the end of next year. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you can sort of say where we came from, the Roadster, uh, we were making only. 600 units a week, where the non-powertrain portion of the car is made by uh, by Lotus, um, and we, we did the powertrain and the final assembly of the car, um, and then we went from that to uh, 20,000 units a year of the Model S, a far more complex car, where we did the, the whole thing, and then we uh, with the Model 3, even more vertically integrated. Uh, I think people should really not. Uh, not have any concerns that we will reach that uh, that that outcome from a production rate. Uh, we're also very confident about costs. We feel we gained a lot of experience. We uh, we certainly aspire to learn from the mistakes of the past, and I think we we largely have. Um, the will go into uh, some of our margin expectations there, um, and um, and you know, unlike say, for example, the the, the Model X, where a mistake that we made, and I obviously take a prime responsibility here, um, was having far too much advanced technology in version one of a product. It's an incredible Model X is an incredible car, but it was it was um, overreaching for uh, the first generation of products. In the, ca in the case of the Model Three, we've 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 strived hard to simplify and make sure that um, it has everything that's necessary to be a fantastic car. If you see the reviews, the reviews are you really could want, one could not ask for better reviews. Um, and I'll just sort of give you a, w w one, little, sorry, uh, one, one little anecdote, um, which was, um, which I, 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 I found quite surprising, is that when we were giving test drives to, uh, or test, well, the, the journalists were doing, were driving the car and doing test drives, um, about 80% of the journalists said that they would buy the car themselves. Um, 
most of the remaining 20% said probably. This is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Um, so this is a very good sign. Um, it, it should also be noted that um, one of our big concerns was that Model S particularly and, and Model X demand would suffer with the introduction of the three. In fact, this has turned out to be the opposite uh, situation. Model S and X demand increased with the release of the three. John, would you like to just elaborate on that? I, that was, that was, this was a, you know, we, we did express this as a concern. Yes. And, and it was a big concern, but um, it, it has turned out to be a, a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I think that's right. Not only, as Elon said, we expressed it as a concern. Um, we had uh, we had positive comps both year over year and, and quarter over quarter in, in orders in in, sec in the second quarter. Uh, but since then, uh, orders have accelerated in July, as we noted in our shareholder letter, um, and they've accelerated further since the um, since the handover event on Friday for the Model Three. So uh, it, it clearly shows that S and X, as our flagship products, have uh, have a strong position in the market and strong demand, um, and that's uh, that's super encouraging uh, that we've got those a, th a strong product lineup with three cars that uh, um, that are proving to be very popular in their in their individual segments. Um, yeah, in fact, um, I don't know. If, I think we mentioned some of this in the uh, earnings letter, but just some of the. Um, the key stats on, yeah. uh, you know, say July July orders for SNX were yeah, July orders were 15 percent higher than our Q2 average weekly order rate. So we've accelerated off of Q2 uh, yeah. into July. Um, and as we noted in the shareholder letter, deliveries grew by 53 percent uh, compared to the uh, to the to the Q2 16 in a flat uh, luxury vehicle market. So we're yeah, gaining share. Yeah. In a flat mark, in a flat to market down uh, to down market, uh, and the uh, the order rates accelerated. So July was one of our best months ever. Yeah. Um, again, contrary to our expectations, That's I right. want to emphasize. Um, of course, you know who knows if this will continue, but it's all all indications are that that it that it will. Um, so that's that's very exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, as, as a side note, we're also making great progress on our internal autopilot software. Um, it's getting better and better. I'm really, really excited. I, I test drive the uh, latest development release um, as soon as it comes out, and I'm like, this is this is really getting to be something special. Um, there's, I, yeah, it's, re it's really, and and I think it's it's going to accelerate from from here. Um, and the, the the talent that we're seeing join on the technical side for uh, for autopilot is is really world class. Uh, I don't think there's it's unmatched anywhere, I would say. Um, so let's see. And, um, uh, Model three orders are net net, net orders. Um, there's not that many cancellations, so about 1,800 a, a day. Uh, the important exercise there, you can't see the car unless you want to look at pictures online. You can't test drive the car. You have to put down a thousand dollar deposit. Um, we're not promoting the car. We, 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 we're not promoting the car. Um, the, you know, if you go to our stores, we we don't even want to talk about it really, um, and uh, because we want to talk about the thing that we can supply. You know, if somebody orders a Model Three now, it's probably late next year before they get it. 
Um, we, we, you know, we want to give people the credit, you know, where it's like maybe a one or two month wait for next or next. Um, um, and I think the the point that we were trying to make that the the S is still a superior sedan. Yeah. Um, it seems to come through. Um, uh, and uh, it, it is true. Um, uh, things are a little confusing because of the, the nomenclature of being Model 3 versus <laughs> Model S next, um, which is, you know, again, sort of my fault being too uh, sort of too clever for my own good there, because um, it's supposed to be the Model E. Um, um, as you can tell, I have a wonderful sense of humor. Um, <laughs> uh, and. Um, but but then people mistook that for generation three. But but in fact, um, if you look at say uh, what we're really on right now, um, I would say is, is approximately generation four. But we're, we're on generation four of S, X, and three. At the risk of really confusing matters, model three is generation four. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so but but so are S and X. We evolve the technology all at the same time. So, um, overall looking looking really good, um, and, and then um, uh, solar roof. We've, we've uh, installed and working the the solar roof tiles. Uh, I have it on my house. JV has it in his house. Uh, we've I think included some of the pictures uh, in the uh, in the, the earnings letter. Um, I want to be. I want to emphasize those are un. Those are the, the the roof is there's no photoshopping on the roof. That is actually how it looks. Um, and 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 it wasn't taken by some amazing. It was like you know, take some pics with your with your phone, and then and send them over. That, that that's that's what we're talking about here. Not some special lighting conditions. You know, pro photographer situation. Um, and this is version one. And I I think this roof's gonna look. Really knock out um, as we keep iterating. Um, now it, it is a very challenging technical ta uh, task to, to to get this right, get the costs good, uh, streamline the installation process, ramp up the production. Again, this, you know this is sort of it's, it follows a similar S curve to to vehicles where it starts off very slow, but and it, but it starts off very slow, but then it it grows exponentially. Um, also, our conventional Solar is doing doing quite well and generating um, significant positive cash flow. Um, just the you know standard five panel stuff, which I think is still the the right solution for for any part of the for, for any kind of flat roof situation, which is most commercial commercial installations in a lot of houses, um, or some part of the roof which is really not visible um, and therefore does not uh, have any aesthetic uh, you know so it doesn't really matter from an aesthetic standpoint. Um, and then batteries uh, also. Go, you know, making great great progress in the battery front. Um, uh, you know, I'm hoping to uh, do do something around the uh, um, International Astronautical Congress, which is in Adelaide this year. Um, not not promising anything, but we're uh, aspirationally um, going to um, have. Uh, uh, a, a very substantial portion of the battery pack already done um, in in about eight weeks, which is hard because this we we have all of the shipping and logistic challenges of you know getting things across the Pacific. Um, not not promising anything. It's an aspirational goal, 
Um, team's working super hard to make it happen, but I'm I'm excited by the the, the prospect and and and, um, and uh, I I feel cautiously optimistic that that will take place. Um, so yeah, really I think I'm really proud of the Tesla team for getting to this point. Uh, and I really want to want to thank you know the, uh, the the whole the whole Tesla team. We're doing 33,000 people at this point um, for working hard to achieve some some very difficult things. Um, and um, I couldn't be prior to work with such a great team. So let me go to anything else we want to add, guys. All right, let's go to questions. All right, Sharia, let's open okay. it up. To so we'll stop it there. I know that was really long, and I don't actually remember it being that long, to be honest with you, when I first listened to it. But it does go through, uh, you know, Model X and S are doing uh, better, even with the Model 3 announcement. The Model 3 reservations are being, uh, new reservations are coming in uh, 1,800 approximately every single day, which is, I would imagine, will taper off eventually. Or it will increase as people get their cars and other people who may not have been interested in buying a Tesla get excited about it. And then uh, the solar roof, uh, of course, it goes on Elon and JB's houses first. Um, and the thing that I'm hoping is as the solar roof hits scale, like I, I mentioned this before on my house, it's going to be 70 some thousand dollars if I want to put a solar roof on. My house is only worth about $200,000. That would be insane for me to do that. Plus, I already have solar panels that provide probably... Oh man, I want to say in the winter months, it probably provides 80 to 90% of what we use for electricity. Um, and then the rest goes back into the, the grid because it can't, it doesn't do the, the nighttime stuff. Um, so it's not generating uh, electricity at night. In the summertime, it's probably more like between 50 and 60%. Um, but then we also have the credits that we get that we uh at the in may we get credits for all the electricity that we generated over what we use in uh in the winter months and then that makes my bill in the summertime for electricity quite small so it ends up working out so there's no reason and all together um, because it's a lease all together that costs i think like fifteen thousand dollars so there is a reason to go with uh fixed panels instead of a solar roof in that is Solar roof costs a lot of money, a crap ton of money. So I wouldn't necessarily uh, say that, uh, you know, the fixed panels are only for flat roofs or where you can't see them on commercial and residential because the, the the difference in, in money is pretty significant if Tesla continues the solar roof route, like the solar leasing route, not the solar roof. Um, if for some reason they do decide uh, as they're ramping up and, and production is going uh, great and they decide to lower the price of the solar roof, my next house that I look for, is, that's definitely one of the things I'm going to look for is do they offer a solar roof and how much is that option? And if it's not that much more because uh, it's built into the price of the house, um, you know, I'd consider it. I don't know how much it costs to put on a tile roof on my house. Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, 
I have a friend who's a roofer, but I haven't asked him. I've been meaning to every time I see him, I forget. So that's kind of where, uh, that's kind of the outline of where Tesla is at the moment. I think instead of going through the whole conference call, um, it's just nice to just hear kind of where Elon sets the tone for the next quarter and what's been going on in previous quarters. So that is where we're at there. Let's start. Uh, this just falls right into what we were talking about. Uh, Tesla released, this is from Fred Lambert, Fred Lambert at Electric. Tesla released its Q2 2017 earnings. They fell short a little bit. And I don't completely understand these numbers, so... Um, no follow-ups, please. Wall Street predicted $2.5 billion for the uh, quarter with a loss of about $1.94 a share. And Tesla actually beat uh, the, the total number, which they did uh, $2.8 billion in revenue, but they lost $2.04 a share. And a lot of that has to do with capital expenditures, I'm sure, because uh, the Model 3 uh, is not cheap to get that thing up and running. They're going to spend... Well, we'll talk about this later, but they're going to spend a whole bunch more money uh, uh, as the Model 3 continues to ramp up, Model 3 production continues to ramp up. Um, again, I do not understand any of this stuff, but uh, Tesla's stock price increased 4% in after hours trading, trading, and uh, once Tesla gets in like late 2018 and they start really cranking out those Model 3s, they expect, they're expecting a 25% uh, gross positive gross margin on the Model 3, um, which is good. And you heard Elon say that Model S's and X's orders have increased as well as the Model 3 reservations. So it looks like uh, in terms of maybe not profit, because it's going to take them a while to recoup their initial investment, but in terms of um, business, uh, Tesla's doing great. And we have a story about some other stuff uh, in terms of uh, we have, we'll talk about some more stuff later. Uh, Fred Lambert uh, from Electric, he had a uh, story on the Tesla Workers Organize the Tesla Workers Organizing Committee, which is um, the precursor to the UAW coming in and Tesla's workers being unionized. Sent Tesla's board of directors a letter with a set of demands. Now, uh, full disclosure, I'm union, I'm pro-union, and um, I'm proud to be so. So I have a definite uh, slant. So if you're not, uh, don't email me because I don't care. You're not going to change my mind. Uh, although I am more than willing to listen, uh, but don't try to change my mind because uh, I know there's positives and negatives to a union. I'm very aware of them, actually. Uh, but they bring up safety concerns at the plant, claiming that in 2015, Tesla had more had a higher injury rate than sawmills and slaughterhouses. Now, you're like, okay, well, it's 2017, dude. So at least, you know, give me 2016 numbers. The last published numbers, uh, as far as Tesla's injuries uh, were concerned, were in 2015. So we're still waiting for the 2016 numbers. And it's not normal for those numbers to kind of lag behind a little bit. Uh, but Tesla says, you know, they've already addressed this issue, um, and maybe they have, and maybe they haven't. Maybe they've addressed it to what the corporate folks think is a sufficient level, but not what the line people think. 
the actual workers themselves. Um, they want a clear path to how workers are evaluated and promoted. This makes sense. Like if you are, um, if you want to be a line boss or a line manager or supervisor, and but you don't know how to do that, and they seem to be just promoting uh, friends or who they perceive as a hard worker. As somebody who's worked in a lot of different situations, there are people who are really good at schmoozing and aren't very good workers. And the people who work hard and keep their mouths shut and don't um, cause a big um, to-do if when they do something and they do it well, uh, those people are often overlooked. So giving them a clear path on, A, what are their raises going to be, or what are the raises going to be off of, and not making it so subjective. I'm in a little situation right now where I have a new supervisor. He has worked with me for less than six months or right around six months, and he's going to be evaluating me in a role that I just took over. He didn't evaluate me. I was just promoted. So he's going to evaluate me in a role that I've just been promoted to, and not that I don't think I'm bad at my job, but it's a new job, and I'm going to make a lot of mistakes because I'm learning. So I don't know how that promotion is going to go because we don't particularly get on that well. So that is a concern, and I completely understand. It should not, um, there should be some subjectivity. Like if on paper somebody's missing a lot of X, Y, or Z, the supervisor should have some latitude and say, no, no, I know what's going on. This person's been communicating, they're having whatever, they're getting a divorce and they lost their car and they lost their house and they lost all these things. So some, you know, there's extenuating circumstances. So the supervisor should definitely have latitude in terms of evaluations, but there should be a set of like, here's what you need to achieve to get this raise. And also here's what you need to do to get promoted to these jobs, if that's what you want to do. Um, and finally, they, they talk about wanting to have a voice. Um, and I understand this the most. I don't know anybody that's worked at a job that uh, likes, uh, you know, you work in the trenches, you work in the trenches, and you know a, a new way or a different way to accomplish something, or you think something will work, and you try and tell somebody, and they just brush you off like you're an idiot. Even though you do the same thing every single day for hours, you know, in, in overtime, Tesla's overtime cases, you know, it might be 12 hours that you're doing the same task every single time. And if you have an idea to simplify or make it safer or to increase production, um, doing your task, you should be, there should be a, a place for you to be heard. And, um, they put in there that te Tesla and the, the workers, the labor folks, they have a mutual interest in making Tesla a successful company because they have stock in Tesla. They don't want to make Tesla fail because they lose all of that stock, which could potentially be worth to some people millions of dollars and to others hundreds and tens of thousands of dollars. So that's a significant amount of money. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of where that is at the moment. Uh, no word on what the Tesla board has said, even if they've made a decision at this point. And I don't want to drone on because, again... I've already made my position very clear, and uh, I don't know. There's really no point in, in keeping going. But I think this was a very well-worded letter. If you go to the lamp, the electric article, and I'll put that in the show notes, you will see um, 
a link for Scribd, and you can read it there. It's it's a really good letter. Uh, I think they did a good job. They didn't overreach, which can often sometimes do when you're sending a letter from uh, the position of being a union member to the the management. It can often kind of take a hostile, um, or it can. I don't want to say often. It could be it could be perceived as hostile. I don't. I didn't read that in this this article at all, or this letter from from. Uh, labor to management. So that's awesome. Uh, Fred Lambert again, the electric. Model Y will arrive sooner than late 2019-2020. This was a timeline that Elon originally gave us. Um, There's no word on how much sooner, but at first uh, Elon said that the Model Y was going to be built on a whole new platform and they're going to have to build a whole new buildings or a whole new factory and a whole new this and a whole new that. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Well, it turns out um, his executive team talked him out of that, and they said, hey, look, and, and I'm just, I wasn't there, so obviously I wasn't there. Uh, I'm not going to uh, put in, exa- I don't know exactly what they said, but this is what I imagine. They said, hey, look, Elon, uh, we're building a Model 3, which is different than the Model S and the Model X, so um, we're throwing out all of this money, billions and billions of dollars. Why don't we build the Model Y? a little bit closer to what the Model 3 is, so we can maybe possibly use the same lines or the same equipment on different lines to build this car. And that way we are not um, shelling out a whole bunch more money to build something that, um, honestly, at this point, might be a little bit ahead of itself, just like the Model X. And Elon said, you know what, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So the Model Y will borrow heavily from the Model 3. They're still planning on reducing the wiring harness um, to keep to make that simplified. And honestly, I'm I've said this before. My wife, she doesn't like um, she doesn't like sitting in, in cars that are really low. She likes being up high. So not that the Model Y is probably going to be as high as let's say our, our um, RX9, our Mazda. But it's probably going to be somewhere between the Mazda and the sedan, and she might be more comfortable with that versus a Model 3 where she's really low to the ground. She doesn't like that feeling of being low to the ground when driving. Sorry. Sorry, didn't mean to, to hit that. Um, I mean, I think I had a Jetta before we got the our van, or our minivan, and I don't think she minded driving the Jetta, but she wasn't a huge fan. But the safety features alone, um, that's that's kind of where... Where I'm thinking, you know what? Um, we should probably consider putting money down when the Model Y is announced. Uh, okay, so we talked about this a little bit, but Tesla, or I alluded to it, Tesla, this is from Fred Lambert at Electric, Tesla is raising $1.5 billion to help expand Model 3 production. Uh, so t- right now, Tesla has about $3 billion in the bank. They're planning $2 billion in capital expenditures to ramp up Model 3 production. Elon has said that he wants to keep at least a billion dollars in the bank for a safety net. So this new debt will help achieve that goal. And when they spend the $2 million on capital investment, they'll have about one and uh, let's see, two and a half billion in the bank to um, draw from in or in if it's uh, in times of an emergency there. Uh, right now, the Model 3 is kind of in a precarious position because they're ramping up, and any supplier, if anything happens anywhere in the world, a supplier goes out of business, or the uh, there's an earthquake, flood, 
landslides, uh, you name it, um, even like hard rain that prevents people from getting to work, that is going to interrupt Model 3's production. Elon said that they've try they're trying to buffer the supply chain so that if this does happen, they can still build cars, which makes total sense. Um, right now, Tesla's revenues, from what I understand, and I haven't, I did not check this, so um, take this with a grain of salt, is about ten billion dollars a year. Once Model Three gets up and running in its full capacity, it could double that to twenty billion dollars a year. So if you think one and a half billion dollars is a lot of money, you are one hundred percent right because it is. But in terms on the scale of Tesla, um, it's like making $20 a year and borrowing $1.50. You know, it's not like that, it's not like that big of a deal. Um, but it seems like a big deal. Like it makes my heart race thinking about $1.5 billion loan out there. And I don't know how much debt um, Tesla has at the moment. Hopefully it's not too terribly much. Next one, Tesla Roddy. Matt D'Angelo. There is a touchscreen simulator. So Andrew Good Goodlad, uh, looks like he's from Scotland. If you go and play the Scot the simulator, he made a a touchscreen simulator for the Model Three. So it's not like we we have very little information on what the Model Three touchscreen um, can do, um, but he took a bunch of screenshots that people had done, like a bunch of pictures, not screenshots. And he put together this uh, really nice uh, simulator. And I'll put the link in the show notes. But you can just kind of go through and click on things, and it, it changes, and it's, I don't know, it was really cool of him to do. It looks really pretty. He did a great job. And it just kind of gives you an idea of what it's like to, um, or what the Model 3 uh, UI is like. Thought I heard my kids screaming. Um, but I, I would highly suggest checking it out if you're interested in such things. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes. Also looking forward to, as more pictures come out, what he adds. Uh, let's see. This is Gene at Tesla Roddy. Tesla has 517 or 518,000 gross reservations and 450,000 units after cancellations. I don't know what that means. Do they have 518,000 reservations for all of their vehicles? And 455 happen to be for Model 3? I don't know. Uh, but like Elon said, there's 1,800 reservations a day. Um, and that started after the handover event. So uh, let's see. Tesla is working on a, re a reward for Model 3 reservation holders. We don't know what it is. Um, it could be like a signature red car option it could be a badge that just says founder series it could be i don't know it could be a really pretty um instead of the credit card being black the thing that opens the, the doors and stuff it could be like a, a red or um it's usually something small but uh super cool and hopefully they get those out to people um as you know the hopefully they announce it because the cars are supposed to start shipping to regular folks in uh let's see october so hopefully they they tell us what it is soon before the cars start shipping and then that's it um for me though the model three when i look at the model three uh currently the long range 
I was like, man, I'm just going to have to suck it up, put a bunch of extra money in the bank and get that 310 miles. Um, but when I look at it, okay, so if I add the, the Model 3 and then I get the autonomous driving and with taxes, and I'm not going to get any tax credits because we don't have any in Arizona, and I'm not going to qualify for the government ones because by that time Tesla will have sold their 200,000 cars. I am looking at, you know, between fifty-five and $60,000. I can't afford that. So uh, it's looking more and more as if uh, when it comes out, when the Model 3 comes out um, and the configurator is made available to everybody, but it's looking more like if I was to buy a Model 3, it would be just the regular 210-mile range car, um, no upgrades on the tires, no upgrades um, except for the package, uh, the $5,000 package, so that you can get the tented roof because in Arizona, and I'm bald, I'm, I'm a bald man, in Arizona, no tented roof with a glass roof, uh, I, f I feel like I would melt and um, I would just be uh, just a constant sweat ball. Plus, I have little kids and cloth seats and little kids just do not go together at all. So I need something that's easy to clean. So the vegan leather would be a good option um, another thing is my wife is very short. I am, you know, a little taller than average. Uh, I don't know what average male is. I, I'm 5'11", and my wife is not. So when I get into any car that she's got, just gotten into or gotten out of, um, like it's like I got to squeeze myself in if I didn't uh, set the seat back. So I really want that option where I come up and it just adjusts the seat for me because, again, um, it's, it's very uncomfortable for if you're of any sort of height getting in after somebody who's short. So let's, let's talk about how to contact me. I don't know if I put this on the last podcast, but you can contact me through the email, Bodie at 918digital.com. Twitter is at 918digital. The phone number is 918-401-0071. You can talk back, leave a message, and I'll put your message on the show. So far in one year, nobody has done that. Uh, kilowatt.bz is back this is um at first i had it up there i had this website and i was just throwing a bunch of stuff up there um but the the platform i was using on wasn't very mature and now it's much more mature it's way nicer so go take a look kilowatt.bz um it will I, th I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with how nice it is i have a, some videos like uh, the Teslanomics guy, he did a really kind of funny parody video. I have a video of the Model 3 charging hatch opening. Um, just all sorts of, of cool little articles with links to the actual um, to the actual website. So um, you can kind of read the description and then go. It'll take you to Electric or TechCrunch or wherever. Um, but I'm really proud of it. So go to kilowatt.bz. Um, I'll start today. I'm not going to put any of the um, archived stuff up, but today I'll put this podcast on there. So it'll actually not only show um, this, it'll show this podcast and it will show, yeah, you'll be able to listen to this podcast on that site. It's basically what it is. Uh, leave a review wherever you get your podcast. That really helps. I have another podcast called Snap where I talk about video games, mostly Nintendo, although lately I've been doing some Xbox stuff. Uh, Forza, I have a pick 
and they are the Apple AirPods. If you are an Apple user, I highly suggest getting the Apple AirPods. They are amazing. Um, one of the things with having little kids is they'll reach up and they'll grab the cord, not because they're trying to, but because they're trying to give you a hug or something. And if you're cleaning or cooking or whatever in your only little world and they come up and they grab those and rip them out of your ears, it kind of hurts and it's really uncomfortable. Also, um, there are a lot of times that my phone, uh, because I'm on a beta software for the uh, iOS, my phone battery doesn't last as long as it probably should. So just having something that I can set on the charger anywhere in my house and then walk anywhere else in my house and I can still hear my stuff. It's pretty amazing. I've never had Bluetooth headphones to speak of. I've had some uh, that I wore for a day or two, but they were uncomfortable and they just ended up, you know, being given away. So I love these headphones. I can connect to my um, Apple TV and I've got one of those uh, mounts for my TV so I can pull it out and face it towards like the kitchen when I'm cooking, put the Apple TV, connect those to my AirPods, and I can actually just listen uh, to the news while I'm cooking and just glance up occasionally and actually see the TV. It's pretty, pretty fantastic. Last night, my wife went to sleep. I connected my AirPods, and then I watched, you know, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is way underrated. It's super funny, and they have lots of little inside nerdy jokes, and I just... Uh, not bothering anybody I'm listening I don't have to feel like I have to turn on the closed captions because I gotta keep the volume so low that everybody's sleeping so I highly suggest them airpods are well worth the money as far as I'm concerned um let's see uh and I do iOS stickers uh so if you check those out they're in the show notes and I'll put a link I should put a link on the um the website as well so um, I'll try and remember to do that. But this podcast has now been 41 minutes long. That's really long. So I'm going to try and get another podcast out on Friday. But man, I, I swear to God, I'm done promising because so much stuff comes up. And by the time I fall into bed at whatever time last night happened to be one o'clock in the morning, one almost two, because my daughter kept waking up. Um, so I've only got five hours of sleep. And I have a cold, which is really good. Uh, just standing here, I'm sweating and feel like I'm going to pass out. But I'm going to try to record on Friday because I really want to get back to that schedule. So I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And I will see you on Friday, unless I don't. But I will definitely see you and talk to you again. Take care. Have a good week.